Welcome to the Co-Founders Show. I'm Delphine Coal, your host and the Co-Founders Coach. In this second season, I'm interviewing family members who run a business together and who agree to share with you their journey, insights, challenges, and learning of growing a business together. Allez, on y va! Let's dig into our next episode. Enjoy the show. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Co-Founders Show. So today is only me. This is a solo show to wrap up the second season of the show. So the second season was all about family-run businesses, which actually represents quite a significant part of businesses. And by family-run, I mean any business which has more than one member of the same family working together. Because family is complicated and running a business is challenging. So running a business with your family, you can imagine, <laughs> quite a challenge and it's not for everyone. So I wanted to explore how family work together and again, like the first season, the impact of their relationship on the growth of their business. So I had in total five interviews in this season. I had three couples And I had two pairs of sisters. So it's quite a wide range of scenarios. And I got quite a lot of learning from talking to all those people. And most of them, I would say, apply to all co-founders. So this is not a solo show only for family-run business co-founders. It's definitely open to everyone. I'm going to dig into the very first one, which is quite a biggie. It's the complementary between two different styles. So one style being someone good with ideating and driving the vision and being more of a leader. And the other one being good at bringing that vision to life and being more of an implementer. So someone who's more into the detail, more into processes and who likes to take an idea and basically run with it. And It's interesting as it really makes a magical combination as both individuals really operate in their preferred style when that happens. All of the pairs that I've interviewed were aware of this complementary. So they knew how to play on each other's strengths and they could talk about it quite openly The challenge can be if you don't have that awareness and that it become an unspoken issue. And I've seen it with some clients, actually, that can create some friction as usually the idea or the visionary person tends to have a lot of ideas at the same time. So it's usually someone who's good at initiating ideas, but not necessarily good at following them through. So for the implementer, the role of the implementer can be to canalize all that energy, all those ideas and help to select the best one and help to implement them. So if you don't have that awareness that one is ideating and the other one is better at implementing, there can be a lot of frustration. So for example, the implementer can, can get really frustrated by having someone on the other side, having all those ideas and not being able to choose the best one and not being able to implement any of them or starting one and then moving on to the next one. It can be really frustrating and it can feel disruptive. So 
beautiful combination to have an idea person, a vision person combined with more of a process and implementer person, but very important to be able to talk about it openly and work on each other's strengths, figuring out how best to communicate and how best to implement all those ideas together. Another learning, and that is specifically for couples. So interestingly, I've learned during those interviews that couple entrepreneurs represent 20% of duo businesses. So that is quite a big share. And what I've noticed by interviewing all those different entrepreneurs, I had three couples on my show. They need that adventure, that entrepreneurial adventure to feed their couple relationship. For them, it's really important. And they have this desire to build something together. And sometimes it can also be about creating an impact together and creating their own lifestyle as well. Because when you have your own business, it doesn't mean you don't work hard because you really do, but you work in a different way than working for a large organization. So they can create their lifestyle together. And one of the big questions I had when I spoke with them was, how do you create boundaries? Because any entrepreneur will know that when you work for yourself, you basically think about your business all the time. You could talk about it all the time. So if your partner is also your business partner, then it's very tempting to talk about it all the time, including as you go to bed, as you wake up in the morning. So you need to find boundaries, not only for your own mind, but also for your relationship, for your more personal relationship. And I don't have any tip in terms of you should do this and you should not talk about it in the evening because, again, everyone is different. And I think each couple will find eventually their own boundaries. But what I found from the stories I heard is it takes a little bit of time, but it's really important once again to talk about those things after a while working together, you know what's really triggering you. You know that if you start a work conversation just before you go to bed, that you're not going to have a good night's sleep and you're going to start thinking about it in the evening before falling asleep. You know that in the morning, the best routine for you is to do a few things, maybe physical exercise, going for a walk, anything which sets you in the best place possible for the day. So each couple has their own boundaries What's important is to talk about it and to openly say, listen, when we do this, when you do that, it actually doesn't work for me because this is what happens. And being able to communicate those needs and create together those boundaries are really important because if you don't have those boundaries, you take the risk to literally run into stress, feeling more tired and almost like burnout because you don't have any space to being able to switch off or any space to have for your personal relationship when you don't work. A really good insight I had uh, from 
my last interviewees who are Frank and Karine. They're both in Belgium and their mission is to help co-founders build healthy foundation and relationship before, basically before shit hits the fan because Frank is a lawyer and he's been helping a lot of co-founders when things were too late, when they were in deep conflict and he's got a lot of keys to know how to avoid that in the first place now. So he and his wife, Karine, have a lot of professional but also personal experience. So one thing they do, which I find really interesting, is because they live together, they work together, they felt like they could benefit of having a space with a third party where they can go on a regular basis and they can empty their bag, they can say what's on their chest, they can explore what's going on. And this is... I find really interesting and such a good initiative because, as I said, most of the time, couples who do that are couples who are in crisis, but they're not. They do that because they know that they need that space to express some, again, unspoken issues. And often those unspoken issues or those little tension in a couple, but also in friendship, in any relationship, they usually come from the little things. And because they're little, you don't necessarily want to raise them. You don't want to make them a thing. They're not worth it. But what happens is by not raising them and by not mentioning what's bothering you, then even when they're little, then things build up and then it become more of a thing. And then frustration can start to grow and grow. So having that space it's like having a space where you can kill all those things before they become bigger. And I can imagine how healthy that is for the relationship. So you obviously need to, to be quite open-minded to do that. And both parts need to want to do it. But the benefits are immense above all when your partner is your life and your business partner and you spend so much time together. And finally, the third thing that I wanted to to summarize is the three key elements which impact the co-founder's relationship that came out again in this series. It also came out in the first season. So it's definitely a bit of a framework to think about when you are thinking about either taking a co-founder or about the relationship you have with your co-founder. If you find that things can get a little bit trans, uh, tensed or misaligned or, you know, what would be the good question? What would be the good areas to, to think about together? And it's something we discussed with Frank again in the last episode. And there's three pillars. The first one is what's your rapport with time? So, for example, you probably both or all want to work hard. You know, entrepreneurs are usually hard workers. But what does hard mean? For example, do you value working long hours? Do you value switching off totally during your holidays? You can imagine, you know, if one says, yeah, I completely switch off during my holiday and the other one says, no, I'm always connected. It's my business. It's my priority. If that's unspoken, there's a chance that at some point you hit a wall and start to get some friction. The second element is your rapport with money. What's your relationship with money? What's your money mindset? Are you more someone who wants to invest in the business? Are you looking into growing the business? 
Or are you more into getting more salary, more money in your pocket? And there's nothing wrong with that. It's more about who wants what and who needs what. A final question on money is how easy is it to talk about money with your business partner? And it may sound obvious, money and finances is a key pillar of any business. So it may sound obvious that you should be able to talk about it. But I had clients actually who didn't talk about it. They didn't have the money discussion. They didn't look at their budget and their forecast and their investment together. They only looked at it sporadically when they needed But their relationship to money was pretty different and they had a bit of a taboo around it. So you again, when I could see from the outside that they were not talking about money and some resentment was being built, it's obvious that it's a topic which shouldn't be taboo and should be really talked about it. What's the money for the company? What's the money for personal? And having those ongoing discussion. The third element is... What is your relationship with yourself? And I mentioned that before. It's not because you have a business partner that all the questions will get solved and that you are not due to work on yourself. We should always work on ourselves. How well do you understand yourself? Do you know your blind spots? which are very important. We all have blind spots. We all have things which we may not realize. So... Are we aware of how we come across? Another thing is, do you believe in yourself? Do you have a gross mindset? Because that, again, having a business partner doesn't mean that that's it. I don't need to only rely on myself. I've got someone else to be with me, so it'll be fine. You still need to believe in yourself. You still need to believe in your capacities, in your ability to deliver And you still need to believe in your vision. So this is still very important to work on. The more you know yourself and understand yourself and grow, the better your relationship will be. So we're coming to an end now. And the final thing I will say is if you are a co-founder and you do want to stress a new relationship with your business partner and you value to have a third party to guide you and think through all those important aspects of the business association, I can help you and I would love to help you. And there's two ways I can do that. I can work with you one-to-one if you'd like to figure things out for yourself, maybe in the first stage, or if the point made about mindset resonates and you'd like to work on yourself, grow your confidence, self-belief, or maybe it could be that you want to find your space and your voice in your partnership. I can also work with you and your business partner together to help you strengthen your relationship and build solid foundation for the future. And I can also help you to align on your strategy Aligning on your vision and the priorities to focus on to get there is one example. So if you want to work with me, you can contact me at delphine at coal.org. Otherwise, I'm on LinkedIn. You can DM me on LinkedIn and we can start the the conversation there. The next season I'm planning of the co-founders show will be about the juicy topic of overcoming conflicts for co-founders. And that will come out in September, so stay tuned. And I'm looking forward to sharing more insights about the co-founder's relationship then. Thank you and bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Co-Founder's Show. 
If you're still here, I dare to think that you enjoyed the conversation. And if you did, I would be so grateful if you could give the podcast a five-star rating and leave it a positive review. You can also share it with other co-founders in your network who may learn from it. And if you have any questions or want to share your thoughts on what you've heard today, let's continue the conversation on LinkedIn, on my profile at Delphine Koal. À bientôt